we should really get started. Let me know when we're rolling. We're rolling. Oh, that's terrific. This is the More Stories Podcast. Pete Turner, United States uh, hero, uh, American spy. I believe he works for us. Or that's did. Right. Yeah, I did. Uh, and my man, excuse me, my motherfucking man, Josh Adam Myers, who's got that awesome podcast about the 5,060 500. Greatest <laughs> vinyl app records. 500 greatest, Rolling Stone Magazine's list of the 500 greatest albums. We're going through it. Uh, but what's your list, though, man? Uh, Fuck Rolling Stone. My, my list would... Hey, yeah. what's his list, though, man? My list would be all like Stone Temple Pilots and Radiohead. Oh, and, well, no, I mean, getting better. Okay, well, you know, Stone Temple Pilots isn't that bad. Pete, I told you about, I'm almost positive, because he has album fights on Twitter, and he actually mails people or emails people scorecards. And I do a whole podcast with it, too. I tapped out because some of the results of these fixed fucking fights are so stupid. I'll tell you the ones where I was like, guys. And Pete will go on diatribes like, I don't know, but the bass is so great. Or it was uh, Rio by Duran Duran versus... Uh, Too Fast for Love by Motley Crue. Not, they're not even the same fucking planet. Too Fast for Love is amazing. It's a little repetitive because there's too many tracks. Yeah. But Rio's a good song. There's another good... There's like, maybe you're pushing it with three really good songs on Rio. It's a bad But album. he's not telling you this, that you go track for track. So track one takes on track one from each mm. album. Right? Okay. I'll play the shit. Oh, that's right great. Right now that's great. And so if you have a strong song, it's a strong song or strong and weak, whatever it is. So it all it all plays out. And and you're forced to deal with, with the reality that. You no, know, I lo- I love that I love that idea because yeah. it's you're finding you're finding ways to argue over yeah. the smallest things in music and it's like, where mine is like not that at all but it's like I would love to do that we'll, we'll do one oh we, my god and Pete's, then things uh, Pete's got a great podcast I should have said that earlier uh, the break it down show. And uh, like he had Sly Stone on his hundredth episode, yeah, he was all cracked out with yeah. a bunch of Aww. chicks. Sly, we saw Sly, and we wanted to make him comfortable and everything, and, and take care of him because so we sucked his dick. <laughs> and that's a way to make I somebody feel no, feel at home. I, I did go to Randy's and get some donuts, and we got some fried chicken, and because that's what we were told he likes fried chicken. He likes sweet stuff and fried chicken, so we brought fried chicken up to the hotel room, wow. and we said, "Hey, Sly, we have donuts for you. We have some fried chicken." He's like, "I don't need any fried chicken. I got some in the car." <laughs> <laughs> car fried chicken. It's like a Ricky Henderson quote. Yeah. I got, I got some, some in the car. car. Yeah. So All right. Good. Well, there you go. You Check out of the seat for the biscuit. Uh, Check out of the seat. <laughs> I saw something roll out of that seat. And I know Open the club box. I got honey mustard. I got ranch. This is not a full portion. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Pete's podcast, to Break It Down, show is a lot of fun. Your podcast, I had so much fun on. But also, like, Josh Adam Myers, you're one of those cats. You've never been on the podcast. It's, it boggles my mind. And you and I like met at your apartment. Well, we had we had actually met. I mean, we like, had met at one know. of your shows, but no, but we but there was what I love about oh, my. I, what, I tried to cover. I was completely wrong. I go, you know what I mean? No, I'm wrong. <laughs> I was about to go. You know what I mean, Matt? But no, but I know I understand what you're saying though. No, no, no. <laughs> no I I, I completely no. You're wrong. Lying. You're wrong. But I'll put an amendment in there. Is that there is something about my podcast? It's not an argument. It's we. It's literally where I ask the guests to listen to the album or to if it's an album that they've like experienced their whole life and they love and it's a part of them. And then what I do is I use the album as a way to interview the guests. So whatever the song meanings, the facts, all that shit. So there's like a way of 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 connection with people. That because we're asking questions, whatever the song or the album's like meanings are, it's like I'm asking them, have you ever experienced that? 
And and so I, I'm really I'm finding there's people that I've known for years. And we'd always say, well, well, we're friends. But it's like not until they do that podcast. That's why I love it more than anything. It's giving yeah. me real human connection. What? Finish that because that's really cool what you're about to say. Not until they do that podcast. Well, I think there's – I think in this business we're, we're, we're meeting people that it's just like we, we see them so much. We're like, oh, well, we're friends. But there's a real there's, – there's something about really sitting down and talking to somebody and looking them in the eyes and listening and just, and just being there and being yeah. present. And, and, and I, had, I had met you a million times and we had shot the shit real quick and that was it. But when we did it, we did uh, Bruce Springsteen Tunnel of Love. Sure. And it's just – there's it's so tough, much that – It's a tough one too. It's not – it's it's not the top of the batting order by any stretch. No, it was no. actually what's funny was uh, when I because before I I realized that somebody said that you were a huge fan of Bruce Springsteen. Uh, somebody else had said Greg Fitzsimmons, and I reached out to Greg Fitzsimmons, and he goes, "It's Bruce, a hundred percent, I'll do it." What album? And I go, "Tunnel of Love." He goes, and "He's like, no, nah, I'm no, not thanks. doing that one, dude." He's like, "Cause, but that's I get it, cause it's not like it's not like it's a it's it's not it's not Born to Run, yeah, it's not The Rising, right. it's not some of these other albums, but but I think it was the perfect album for you for at least where you were at at that time it made me work because i didn't want to be caught short that's like my biggest fear since like i knew what girls were like hey, they're over there talking about jazz i better get hip or like who's this who's this capote they speak of yeah. <laughs> uh, so i i really kind of dove into it and i knew i didn't love the album i knew i loved the song tunnel of, tunnel of love i knew i loved um there was two you and I fell in love with. I forget. Tougher right than the rest is the one. Like I wept listening to that because it's just I felt every lyric. I felt that I, you know something about Bruce that you know we talked about it on the podcast is Bruce is the king of the bridge. Mm. His his verse chorus is great, but his that. bridges are like well it's a long cold road mm. <laughs> on the and dog. Two <laughs> on Valentino all of his all of his wow. bridges are what fantastic and. And so and so oh, when we, we got to sit down, this is before there was a producer there, so it was just me and Jay, and we just we just shot the shit for like you know I always I always say all right, what's going to take at least an hour and a half? I think we talked for like two and a half three hours. It was yeah, like, it was like cause we yeah it was <laughs> it, 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 it was but, but it was but it's beautiful, man, and people the fans went crazy for music, it. Music though, and that's yeah. I don't think you get that. Um, like, look, man, I love you straight up. I love you too. And you know, and I know it, and you know it, and that's. It was in that podcast. We it's something about music, like Hux, it brings us together. Like Huxley, the doors of perception. There's like a like a trap door to that part of your heart that you don't really get to share with anybody. Not like you don't want to, or like it's it's kind of like gay or what, like no. It's just you never talk that deeply with like your buddies. Yeah. Unless somebody dies or something, you're hugging or you're on Molly at a fucking at the limelight, hugging, rubbing a suede coat. But we're talking about songs that fucked us up. Yeah. And like when, Pete, mm. uh, we go through the whole album. He plays clips, and you know I can't stop talking. Yeah, he's excited. He's got a great Doberman named Jambi from. Uh, the <laughs> no, it's Lekka. But like you're God. close. Like oh, Jambi was the genie from <laughs> yeah. the Playhouse. Lekka said, he, yeah. Lekka. <laughs> beautiful fawn Doby." Like it was like. <laughs> there was my phone half. Jeez, that's quite an erection. I'm moving things. It's apportation, what they call it in the paranormal. That's why, they, that's why I wanted you over for the tunnel of love. It was good, but the thing was. The last track was Brilliant Disguise. Uh -huh. And we'd been at it for like at two hours. And then we got to Brilliant Disguise. And I had a little anxiety like, man, this is fucking taking forever. It's not yeah. our fault. Bruce is the fucking, you know, yeah. Tolstoy in the studio. We got to Brilliant Disguise. And it was like an entirely different show. Like that was the bottom of the funnel of what the fuck the entire album was about. 
And I got a crazy ass sense of the import of. I've always been obsessed with you too, like the track listings and order yeah, and set list. It makes a difference. For fucking Brilliant Disguise to close that album is like the biggest ellipses ever. Yeah. Like planets. Boom, dot, dot, dot. God have mercy on the man who doubts what he's sure of. Good night. We're out. You're like, now you're leaving? <laughs> yeah. Like, what happened? It was it, it was one of those albums that, you know, I've always... Because the, the reason I'm doing it, Pete, is not because I know Money. these records. Like, I, I for real, like, like, people look at me and assume I know everything about music because everything I do is either based in music or comedy, right. and well, I found ways to combine them. He was a DJ in a strip club. Let's, yeah, let's, go, even let's before, go back to but his musical even, But that's true. And I was the greatest yeah. strip club DJ He played in Man the in the Box, Miles and Chains, not just Rooster. <laughs> Dude, I used to play, uh, I used to play a lot of rat. Yeah. At like a hip hop club, like this was not. There's drug dealers there. I just did eight minutes about rat. You did you really? I made, up, I you made did. up some story of being at Eddie's. We're, we're at the improv. You know your skin, you gotta lay it down. That was like my uh, fucking. Lay it down. That was my like oh, two for one song. It's like, all right, y'all, we're doing a two for one. You know your skin, double lay it down, lay it. But whoa, you went to the Brian Kelly keyboard for my right there. I saw the hands. Well, that was me DJing, like bringing the Somebody volume down, be like, out. all right, yeah. Somebody gets thrown out. Smooth, uh, way cool. Fuck, I stink. But there's something way like Way Cool Junior. I was gonna say to, to go off what he's say saying way about cool music. Say what? How's Way Cool Junior go? And then I'll show up. What is Way Cool Junior? Is that it's by like Rats? I did, but that's the thing is that all I right. don't know. Cool. Yeah. Did you so, edit me out? Of no, no, no. He's I, doing great. <laughs> so, 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 all right. So, like, the long and short story is I had, a, I had a friend, the friend I was telling you about that had passed away, and my friend knew everything about music and always read Rolling Stone, and he said to me, you know, he'd be like, he's like, how do you... He was nothing how, like us. How do you not know ELO? And I'm like, well, right. I know a couple songs, and he's yeah. like, how do you not know this album? And I was just like, I just never listened to it. So years after he died, I went through an existential crisis and I was like, I want to feel something every day and I want to experience the great shit that's out there that I've yet to experience. And musically, I was tapped out. I was listening to Stone Double Pilots and Radiohead and the Beatles and maybe Wu-Tang and just whatever I listened to in college and some other bands that made their way into it over the time between then and now. And then I said... I was like, you know what? We always used to talk about that list. I'm going to listen to an album a day. And I started posting about it, starting at 500, working my way down. And when I got to like Stone Roses, uh, a comedian reached out and was like, that's my favorite album ever. Oh, my God. It reminds me of this, this, and this. Is he dead now too, I hope? Unfortunately, yeah. Oh, no. Really? It was George Burns, dude. George Burns reached out to me and, you know, he's, he's gone. I don't know if you know that. Did I just break that to you? I need a pen. He's all into the stone roses. I need a pen. I need a paper. Thank you. Hilarious. But but it but that's the thing, and and I think I think you know I, like I don't know you, yeah. But I mean, you might be an insane music fan and encyclopedia over your over your years. But like most people, and this is what I love more than anything is that a lot of people are like me, and I'm opening them up to new music. Yeah, that was same, all I wanted. Same thing with the album fight concept is like so we put um, we put Redheaded Stranger up against the um, the Pretenders. And you're like, those don't go together. Well, they do because we made the tracks match up. And now you've got these two master bands going at it. And you're forced to reckon with how they do what they do. And you're, you have to have to be in the music enough to have something to say about it. Yeah. So tracks you might skip otherwise. That's all we do is skip tracks. And we listen. We listen. Like, the music is more of a background, but not 
when we're doing what you and I do, where you really have to get in. And oh, I love it, though. Reading the lyrics. And, Dude, it's, I just yeah. did. I'm getting ready to record Nervana in Utero, and nice. that's an album that is so... Oh, what do you got? I, got, I have Jeff Dye, because he's from Seattle. And, he's a good guy, Jeff. Huh? He's a great like guy. Jeff. He's a great guy. We were trying to get Steve Albini. Uh-huh. And that's the cool thing is that we're now getting people that are, you know, when I did the Pogues, I had James Fernley, oh, who was the founding member yeah. of the Pogues. And then when I had D, when I did Devo, uh, we had a uh, big uh, comedian actor drop out. And we, had, we had the guy that played Pinky on Next Friday After Next. <laughs> no, it, we had, but I, we, the guy, the actor drops out. And then we got Josh Freeze, who is the drummer for Devo. And it's like, so it's opening it up right now to like, is it comics? Is it actors? Is it musicians? Is it people of influence? But it doesn't make a difference who they are as as long as they have this connection to the record. Yeah. You know? And sometimes we we get stuck with a record where you're like, I have no fucking idea. You had a tough patch just now because I asked to come back on the podcast and you sent me the list of the next 25. And I was like, eh. Well, dude, you'd be surprised. It was hard to book in utero. And I still like we we have we have asks out, but if but for fuck me, it, if you don't text me, it's really hard. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. It's I. It's well, you just did it. I need to give you some time. I want your life to, to, to build. Your voice and wave your hands around. I'm nice. sorry, I don't mean to yell at you. That's my it's my mom inside of me. She's speaking. Um, but. But like you know, we have George Harrison coming out, and I thought that would just be a slam dunk. Yeah, George Harrison, all things must pass, and it's fucking difficult, man. Because I that too. He, I, he what? <laughs> yes. Can what? I, can I commit uh, blasphemy? I guess here. Go ahead. Uh-huh. I love the Beatles. You know that. Sure. I think, yeah. I think they're actually Don't criminally underrated. Okay. What's the blast? Fucking George Harrison stinks. Oh. <laughs> I I I'm gonna second that. Oh, yeah, oh, second yeah. All right, guys, that's my time. Well, after after <laughs> that, after that first album, it's he all just, like whiny, he, fucking. Uh, I'm almost, I think there's a, I and think, it was all hook driven, just hook, 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 hook. And it's like get the fucking get a different hook. I, I, I think bring Yoko back. Yeah, I get it. Because there is there is a real there is there is a there is a real like pain when you're dealing with John Lennon. Yeah, and there's a real happiness when you're dealing with Paul McCartney. But I think there's a spirituality that is found in George Harrison that is not in the, hey, the rest of the Beatles. I'm all for spirituality. Just get a, more than one hook. Don't just repeat Look, the same let, let me, hook over I got to quantify my statement, by the way. Hit me. There's no doubt George Harrison is the coolest fucking Beatle. I'm okay. not saying that. You he, just don't like his music. He's the motherfucking man. When he was doing... Why am I talking like... I don't know who that was just now. Uh, it sounded exactly like somebody. I'm trying to figure it out. When he, George Harrison was being interviewed when the Beatles went to visit Elvis, mm-hmm. and Elvis was in his bedroom, whacked out on pills, and he would just watch who came over on uh, satellite TV in his yeah. house. That was, like, entertaining for him. So the Memphis Mafia was all fucked up on speed, and the Beatles just wanted to smoke grass. And they're all like, it was great, man. It was great. And he cut to George, and he goes, I just wanted to smoke reefers. <laughs> all they had was speed. They're all speeding about. I just wanted reefers. And they, in this document, I forget what it was, but every time they go back to George Harrison, he goes, none of them had reefers. It's like all he fucking said. He had a miserable time because he couldn't get a They were all kadoogly spoogly, and I wanted to be all chilly willy. You know what I mean? You said uh, something interesting. You feel the pain with John Lennon. Yeah. You feel the joy with Paul McCartney. Why? When you listen to John, I don't have that experience, so that's what I love about this discussion. Okay. Do you feel because not because of his death, the music independent of his? I, I well, I think that you know, he, you know, the whole story that he was raised by his aunt and never knew his mother, and and um, you know, the guy had a lot of problems, a lot of emotional problems, and you what feel if he was an asshole. 
Well, that's the thing is that he was an asshole right, because was. of a lot of the shit well, that he had been through. Anymore. He's not in my band anymore. We can't deal with him. Well, you know, he's dead. You know that, right? Another dead guy. But uh, I think there's, a, I think there's, a, you, there's, a, you know there's what? A, you're a fucking jinx. Oh, you bring that. <laughs> I'm just killing everybody. Dead, you know, my friends, friend even. like dead people in you is like vegans and uh, gluten and like uh, atheists. Like they leave. I'm going to a Lakers like, game tomorrow night. Should I not? <laughs> yeah, you're pretty dangerous. <laughs> yeah, man. Watch it. You want to come with me Friday? Let me know. Uh, but why? Do you, what pain do you feel with, with uh, John Lennon? I just think, in, in, in especially as he started to evolve in the Beatles and the Beatles started changing, there was like a sadness in a lot of his music, and especially in his solo shit. I mean, it wasn't until Double Fantasy, which I is one of the few Beatles records I've listened to all the way through. I have listened to Mind Games, but you know, Mind Games has a has this. It just has a way. It's very these movies with like. I know this. Uh, uh, so you know, like a when I listen to the last Starfighter <laughs> and then Labyrinth, yes. I mean, by, by John Lennon. What keeps falling? Everybody's oh. dropping their phones. They're getting boners. Here you go, Corey. Okay. You're doing great, okay. Corey. You got money. You got money pulling out of your back right pocket. But I, but just you know, like Paul McCartney has this this positivity that I think just everything about him. When I met him, it was like you. It was like you were touching like a guru. Like he was. You just are so, touching. You hold on. You are touching a guru. He's a, he's a llama. He's fucking. He's he's a, he's a Buddhist. Come on. He's yeah. And you feel that. You yeah. feel that. But with with John, I I just. Just everything about his life is like could, is, could is he really... be successful today, or the fact that like he like to hit his John Lennon or like his Tim? Well, well, one one if the Beatles, Beatles came out today, the uh-huh. Beatles would not be popular at, at all. all. They right. wouldn't be nearly well, well no, because it's all because you got to take the looks. You got to put looks. Uh-huh. In. Looks is a huge factor now with music. Nobody would be popular today because nobody could conceptualize the jump from analog to digital to digital, 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 digital. Like sure. nobody like no. Jimmy Page would be sitting around like I think no bum. but I think a band like Led Zeppelin if they came Great out now line, JJ. like a bum <laughs> I think like a band like a band like Led Zeppelin could come out and rock the way they do and right. actually yeah they, I think they could I think the Beatles would be How like How would you hear them? Well no, they would listen, if there's a band like what's that band that everybody says an imitation of them? Um the one they do that song it's like Shaka a moonlight down and the girl and get you so hot uh, you got my brain line. Is that my Uber right now? Is that who's here? What the fuck? I don't know what song that is it's, at all. It's, I feel embarrassed. It's, uh, what is it called? They're, they're fucking... Everybody they do that song called Highway Road or something. Everybody says they're ripping off the, the Led Zeppelins. Wolf, I don't know what I call Mother? them. Wolf not Mother. Wolf Mother. No, Wolf That's Mother is dude. more Black Sabbath. No, um, he's, he's not even... I'll tell you right now. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell right. you That guy was not a shining light. You with me like... Yeah. No, he ain't no Sabbath. Really? You don't think so? Greta Van Fleet is oh, the Greta band. Greta Van Fleet, okay, yeah. I mean, it shows how popular they got. I didn't mean well, like, their sound. No, you couldn't know even who they were, and it was your story. How popular are they? Well, that's the thing, is that I'm wrapped up right now in, you know, fucking... I'm Boss listening to Skaggs, Devo. Boss I'm Skaggs. listening. I don't have time. Dude, I just did Boss Skaggs, Boss Skaggs. No, I, mean, I did that record. All the way across dude, the table. Dude, <laughs> I'm telling... To all the fans out there, to all the fans out there, listen to Boss Skaggs, no. Loan Me a Dime. It's yeah. got a, it's got a nine minute guitar solo from oh, from Dwayne Allman. Oh, great. All right, hey, Dwayne Allman's incredible. I mean, it was right. another by, dead guy. By, by, by the way, that one's not my fault. A nine. Uh, well, we'll we'll know Tuesday after the trial. A nine minute Dwayne uh, Allman guitar solo. Yeah, that sounds about right. It's good. It's Dickie really Betts, good. I'm good for twenty nine minutes. 
You like Dickie Betts better than Allman? Who would remind me who Dickie Betts is? All right, you know what? I do. I'm, that's why I'm doing the podcast, dude. Break the I know the name balls. sounds popular. I know I've heard it in. I've heard that name. Saying a fucking Australian guy sounds like Sabbath. You're being disrespectful. Get fucking blood on the floor. Is he? Is he? Is he in Black Sabbath? Uh, hold on. Boz Skaggs. Yes. Lend me a dollar. What is it? Loan me a dime. What did I say? I Somebody know. loan me a dime. It's so what you good. just sang right now immediately got my attention as good. By the way, I don't know what the song I love is. Love it. You like, would, uh, honestly, Jay, you would love. You're like, it. I'm in a band. We go like this. Let's do it again. It's like somebody loan me a dime. Something like that. It's really good. Josh, Sign that guy. Thank, Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, buddy. Yeah. He's, he's fucking Griffin. <laughs> I'll be performing at the Baked Potato on Tuesday night. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. He's Griffin, senior. Yeah. He's Griffin, senior, bro. Senior. All right. So, Boz, we had Don Randy on our show, by the way. Did you really? Yeah. What happened? Wonderful, Don Don Randy. He runs the. He owns the Big Potato. Does he really? Yeah. How did I get squashed out of my own show? Well, I'm just throwing these about the Big Potato. We're talking about fucking Big Potato Club owners. It seats forty people. Yeah. What's his name? Randy. Don Randy. Hi, Randy. Don Randy. He's he's from the Wrecking Crew. All it those is, guys that oh, really? record all that. Yeah, he's like legit. By the way, like, there's really no cooler place than the Big Potato. None. I've never actually been in there. It's oh. the size of this room. Really? There four of these rooms. And anyway, <laughs> so with John Lennon, you feel the sadness because you feel like you personally, does it vibrate maybe in something in you that yeah. you identify there, with? I, I think there is. It's, I think there is, you know, if there you was a, a there was a, well, I did have a mom and a very loving mom. Uh, I had a dad that was, you know, I was always like compared to my sister, who my sister is now a doctor, married to a lawyer and has three kids and is just like, she, she went. But is she happy? Come on. Very, very, right. very happy. She really is. She's 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 just she's a great person. Went to Israel to teach kids how right, to speak she English. Like, she fucking show like, off. That's she's she yeah. I mean, it's like, and then you have me at fifteen. You know, taking LSD, running three miles, half naked, That's and getting son. to my parents' That's house my at six in the morning, and and reenacting my own childbirth in front of my whole family. So I, I mean, there's like a difference wow. between the two That's of us. Right. That's not a good journey, man. That's a bad trip. And and for years there was a sadness, a very a really a real melancholy. Like I like even like me and my dog are so similar because we're both like the Smashing Pumpkins in like 1996. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? When that B sides album came out and they yeah. did Landslide, a dri- yeah. a like a drift, real, just like a little, just there's a sadness. Liminal time. There's a real sadness. Like we understand that life is short, yeah. and yet we Why still couldn't enjoy. My dog has this. She is. You as an owner. She is that. Whatever that fucking B sides record by Smashing Pumpkins is. That is my fucking dog, dude. Dude, she is like. She's Billy Corgan. She's just like you know. Let me say, let me down. That's my dog. <laughs> no, not even that. Not even like. Not even fucking like. Not even like. That's that. I'm a range. I am still not That's even good. that. It's just very like. And we don't eat that. that. That's my dog. She's great. Oh, it's like a nasal cold. And was that your dog's last good idea too? What? <laughs> oh, fucking, fucking that album. Yeah. Oh my god. Hold on a second. That's not a comedian. That's, that's a, pretty that, good. That's a, that's a career army man. It just fucking curb stomped us. <laughs> Our only income in the last fucking 50 years combined is doing what he did. And yeah, we're just and standing this, here holding our dicks at Lilith Fair open for something else hilarious. to Hilarious. Nice Lilith Fair reference. I was all right. Was uh, George Harrison, coolest Beatle, best Beatle, most talented Beatle. Come on. Rank your Beatles. Rank your Beatles. It's insulting to Paul to even fucking have this conversation. 
I don't know, man. What the fuck are you talking? Yeah. I don't know. What I think I think John. About? I think I think John. It goes. I think it goes. I think it goes. John, Paul, George, and as then, far as who is the best to the Beatles? I just like think. I just. I think who's. Yeah, I think the MVP. There's a fun game that uh, a friend of mine, a big rock star, plays, which is like you name who's a band. What's the big rock star? Tom Morello. Uh, from Age Against the Shade. Great guy, dude. He's going to make it. He, I, I hope so. Do no, it, I mean yeah. the lump. He's all right. Did I kill him too? There's a game <laughs> yeah, that... Yeah, there's a waiting game. There's a game that he I'm plays. I'm going to the whole podcast. <laughs> there's Sorry. a game that he plays where it's like you name a band and you pick you pick the MVP okay. and the weakest link. Mm. All right. Can I put an addendum on the table for this game? Because I have a separate one. Every band has a love affair. I don't mean they have sex. Like it was, it was Pete Townsend and Keith Moon were fucking madly in love with each other. Like every concert, you just see those two connected. You know what I mean? Like not sure. No, I, yeah. I believe that. Yeah. Um, in you too, it's just everybody in Larry Mullen Jr. Like they just fucking the he for whatever reason they're just like he's the god of he's the he's the guy. Yeah. Yeah. So who's the like? I would like to hypothesize who the love affair would be between and whatever band. We're well, I know I think it's 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 very easy. I think it's Paul and John. I mean, it has Absolutely. to be. It has to be because they you could you could even see it in just some of the songs that they wrote. If those two guys aren't in the band, there's no band. Yeah, completely. Well, I don't know, Pete. What yeah. Fucking bold statement you made. But, you know what? If there was no oxygen, we wouldn't be able to breathe. <laughs> but, but, I mean, it's Wait, if Paul McCartney. But no, if you no, no. pick the I'm MVP, going to challenge my feet were gone, I'd crawl. <laughs> if John Lennon and Paul McCartney weren't in the Beatles, how good do you think they'd be? I bet they wouldn't even be as good. But they can't both be MVP, though, so who's the MVP? It's fucking, it's not even close. Paul's 80% of the catalog. I mean, I, I agree with you. Well, then, all right, why am I yelling at you? And then who's underrated, then? Is it George? Well, not underrated. It? It's not underrated. Who's, who's the weakest Le- link? Weakest link. Okay. Let's do underrated, too. It's Paul. Lefty base, man. I don't know if I call Paul underrated. You never yeah. give me your money. money. Do, 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 do. Oh, yeah. the fucking thing. I don't know how it helps. Great together. bass player, great songwriter, and that is the way. The reason that the Beatles kicked out so many albums that Paul just constantly wrote and constantly wrote. Yeah, and I think that's kind of why there was such a they dissolved because because I think John eventually just got. You know he because he you know he had his problems Addicted and he wasn't to LSD and in love with a fucking lunatic that was a narcissist. Let let's not give people shit that we don't know what they're thinking. Like he was really troubled in this. He was in the Beatles like the other three. One of them fucking George goes to Matarashi Reki and gets enlightened over and over and over again. Ringo's got more hit records than all of them combined, and nobody can name uh, name two. I think I would. Isn't that true? That is true. That Ringo actually. Yeah, the pool eight is one of them. I love you, but that's just one of. I the like. You, I think that is true. Like I would just set a lie and just put it on the table as bullshit. No, I'm not saying you're. Wrong. I'm not saying it's a. It's a lie. It's just that's one of those the shocking weak link things. in the Beatles. Is fuck man. Uh, is there ever has there been a band where there isn't one? Or does Tom Morello say there has to be one? All, yeah, so you have to pick one. You have to pick your MVP. You have to pick. You have to pick the weakest link. Wow, man, that's yeah, a stumper. I mean, it, I, I guess everyone's going. Everyone's going Ringo, and what? that's what the grease balls in Vegas at the sports book. They want you to go to Ringo, yeah, because that's the king of so swing. You, but you, you'd pick George. That's what you're saying, right? He's so fucking filthy in those fills. Yeah, it, it's like. 
It's he, Ringo. He more, it's Ringo. It's, it is Ringo. I think it is and, Ringo. And I hate yeah. to say it. I'll tell you yeah, because swing. this is why. Because you can swap him with a lot of people. And and it wouldn't make a what difference. What about Bill Burr? That's a fucking put, Beatle right there. You could put Bill Burr in there, I guess. If you could play yeah, drums could. a little bit. Bill could, Bill could play Beatles yeah. songs. Bill, Bill can smash. Yeah, he's But great. You, couldn't, you couldn't do what George did for those songs because he brought his own. Look, this you know why I can't have George be the weak link? Is just for tax man. One, two, <clears throat> three, four. <laughs> Bro, that could be in Austin Powers. Yeah. As like a we're shagging dances on. <laughs> yeah. That could be in Scorsese movie as a guy's like overdosing, like the, the career politicians fucking taking his last. <laughs> or them and, even like and, them, them, even you, them beating somebody in a, in a Scorsese film. Right. Yeah, it's it's it predates everything we've heard. Like it's not Chuck Berry, it's not Willie Dixon. Yeah, it's not Robert Johnson. Like the Who was all like flamenco, like bring all threes and shit. It's that nugget of George, whatever he did, it's him. Yeah. There's no fucking influence. That, or he hides it, except, of course, there is, but he hides it. It doesn't sound like fucking Chuck, like Chuck Berry music. Well, you're, you're, a, you're a Radiohead fan, right? A Virgo Leo, cusp. <laughs> yeah, you, I you, I, what do you mean? I just texted you, like, my love affair with the what? Planet Telex. If I could sing one song live. Okay, okay so then who, who are your, who's your MVP and then who's your weakest link? Nobody gives a shit about the bald bassist guy. Selway? He's not bald. No, uh, Phil, that, you're thinking, of, the, you're thinking, of, the you're thinking of Colin, the, uh, the drummer. I mean, the... the oh yeah, who's, your, who's your MVP? I mean, I, I want to say Johnny Greenwood, but he stopped playing guitar and started sticking his dick in computers the last fucking 20 years, so who knows? So I got... Tom York's, like, the vision is so narrow... It's like Doug Lyman. Like, it's just, it's, it's he's such a, like, what he writes isn't normal. It's I, not. But I, I see, I, I disagree with you. I think it's Johnny. I mean, that's what I thought. Yeah. It's but just, I haven't seen him play guitar in 20 years. I got to talk to him. You know what, Johnny? If you have time to lean, you have time to clean, honey. <laughs> uh, yeah, Johnny, to me, is the guy. I just want to hear more. It's not what we're discussing here. The weak link is, uh, who knows? I, I think we, I th- we would never know the weakling because they protect them so much. So this is a really fun game. I'd love to play this Morello with Morello. Oh, it was fun. It was definitely fun. It was. We only got through one band. That was what it. Band we, was it? His? No, 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 no. We were, what were we talking <laughs> about? Two guys. In it. What were we talking about? We were talking about. Um, two, you know? We were talking about. I think it was. We we just talked about Tool, and that was as far as we got. Because then we just somebody something happened. But I just loved that game. Only, it's just Maynard, and he hired. How do you do that? That's like saying doing Queens like of the, the Stone Week, Age. Like the Weak Lincoln Prince's band is not. Like Queens of the yeah. Stone Age. Prince, yeah. Yeah, right. Those guys. Or Wolf Mother is just Andrew, whatever his name is. Ridley. No. So I don't know who. Who? He hires out bands to travel. There's only three members of Wolf Mother, right? No, it's a guy. Andrew Stockdale. Yeah, they might That's stand great. next to him, but it's him. Right. Yeah. Same as uh, like Dinosaur Jr. hires people to go on the road. Hmm. You know, like, I Queen, saw Queen Wolf Mother as Mark Lanigan for doing like three songs on tour. Like he's on a full tour, he does three songs. Like I would go, I'd go fucking batshit on the fourth banana. But those songs, are, anyway. So what the fuck are we talking? Oh, the weak link of uh, Radiohead is I, I don't. Who knows? Yeah. Who fucking knows? Whoever tells them. You got to pick one. That's the thing. All right, I'll pick uh, Selway. I don't know. But I really like his drama. The so guy that does the marketing for Chinese brother is the bass. Who Ed? Who's that? Right, the ball guy? Ed's the the. Is that Johnny's brother? No, I don't think that there's 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 not brothers. It's 
There's not there's not brothers in the band, but uh, they're the I rhythm mean, guitarist that guy. Yeah, I really like him. But, you but yeah, I yeah, think I, I think the bassist. I think the bassist because you can hear it in like nude where it's like national boom, boom, Yeah, ding 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 ding. Paul and the Broken Bones covered that when I saw them. Yeah, they're so And good. I was sitting there high, and I'm like, "How the fuck do I know this song?" And these guys just and I, and I hear everyone around. And I was like, "Get the fuck out of here!" Because I never heard a Radiohead song played by a, a, a southern like Mississippi white suit wearing blues man like revival pentecostal guy it's like a short fat guy say Paul and the Broken Bones yeah you know them at all um I know them. one song by them fucking amazing and they did that fucking cover and I lost my shit I, I, I played one of their songs at the strip club Rolling Stones <laughs> I swear to god <laughs> Rolling Stones I mean it's Keith right the MVP oh but then but like there's Mick that's the thing is what's like, he played though it's just his he, it's his voice he and crowd. he plays the crowd. I yeah. mean we're talking about Keith Richards, huh? I know that, but it's, I, it's, I hard. it's it's hard. It's really uh, hard. Who's your MVP of the Rolling Stones, Corey Fry? Hush hush, I you are Corey. Who's your MVP of the Rolling Stones? Nick. I think hey, it's Nick too. I'm not a list bully anymore, so I mean I love him. You know, but I mean it's Keith's band. Yeah. I sent I, you that song, uh, Let's Go Steady, one more time. Oh, it's so good. It's never released. If that you song know what? Is, You're right. It is, it is Keith. Sorry. I had to go back in Keith, time. Keith is Because Chris Thomas King, we was talking about the, the origin of the blues in New Orleans. Is that Black High School? What'd you say? <laughs> Chris Thomas King. <laughs> Did you say Ronald McNair Elementary School? What he's was like, that? Yeah, in Hoop Dreams? <laughs> no, he's, a, like a, he's a blues Did you say Louis Gossett Jr. Secondary <laughs> School? <laughs> he's a blues musician. He was the guy at the crossroads in Old Brother Art, though. Okay. Okay. So, and this guy knows the blues, and he he said that. And I told you this because we were in New Orleans at the same time. Keith Richards is the pimp, and Mick is the whore. Oh, my, I don't know you said that. Yes. Get the fuck out of here. Thank you. <laughs> we're done. I didn't say it. Chris did though. Chris gets the credit. Like you know, Christ the King High School. Yeah. Keith Richards is the pimp. Mick Jagger's the whore. That's right. Go out there and make my fucking money, exactly. bitch. Go out there and shake that thing. And when Keith does his shit. Mick mm-hmm. gets in on his mic. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. I'm surprised you're not more visceral reactive. I, 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 this is in, would you say, the Blues Brothers? Yeah. that's what he's, We're talking about Chevy Chase and Dan Aykroyd. No. Also, Spies Like Us. Art, though, is the, he's a player. Oh, okay. He, is, he, he is, said in the Rolling Stones, I don't know how this got complicated. I do, actually. Uh, in the Rolling Stones, Keith Richards is the pimp, Mick Jagger is the whore. In, in like not really in the, in the Rolling Stones. Oh, in the Rolling role. Stones. Oh, okay. That's All right. The role yeah. They play. Yeah. He's smoking like, bombing fluid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, Rolling that's Stones. why Keith is the MVP. Right. He writes he, all the. the ho- you want to talk about hooks? What the fuck is the matter? With you you want to talk about hooks? George fucking Harrison Guru Man hooks versus fucking Keith's hooks. Well, I mean, they're, they're totally different, though. Like, dude, George, right. one but, of but George, okay, one but George, of them have a fucking guitar tree in his yard and be buried under it. See, I haven't, I haven't listened, I haven't listened to has. enough Rolling Stones to really like, like I've, I've listened to like Exile on Main Street and then the hits. Yeah, can I tell right now? So you admit your opinion means nothing. Um, as far as this, yes. You don't know what goddamn thing. As far as about the Rolling Stones, I don't know enough. I know, I know their greatest hit CD, and it's I know okay, Exile really. on Main Street. It's crazy how ubiquitous they can be, but yet like unknown in a lot of ways. You know, because they've written hundreds of songs now, oh, and it's it's easy to not know their catalog because they've just always been there, and they're going to know satisfaction and sympathy for the devil, and you're going to run out of ideas. But there's hundreds of songs after that. Yeah, 
It's I don't know. I what. mean, I mean we, we broke down a Springsteen album, so like, yeah, yeah we get it. Like when I was talking to Paul Toogood, the director, we were talking about Springsteen, and at the same fucking time, we said uh, together, Wendy. We at the same time we went to say that one lyric from Born to Run. Together, Wendy, we can live with the sadness. I'll love you with all the madness in my soul. And we just looked at each other, and we both had like tears in our eyes. Like, we're yeah. getting our period. And I looked up at Paul. I go. Why didn't you just stop writing? But that was like 76. <laughs> like that's two, a decade and a half before Born to Run. And it's like the great, together, Wendy, I can live with the set. That's all yeah. my little madness. It's like, that's as good as human, humankind, or human, humankind is what they call it. <laughs> um, it high up in Mongolia, uh-huh. like way at the top, they call it humankind. I call it humankind. Isn't human like an insurance company? <laughs> human. Uh, it's a PPO. It is. Look, you want to fucking... Uh, let me tell you something. That's the MVP right there. Well, I got to play. That's it. That sounds like knives cutting fucking flesh. You just said you weren't like that fucking familiar and I'm yelling I, I at know, you. I know, I'm like, I know. Like, that's Supreme the... That's Court the... That, that is busing. the thing. That is why I'm the doing the podcast because I want to. It's By the very, end of yeah, this, I will know everything yeah. about the Rolling Stones. And that's what's exciting about it. Is that I'm becoming a fan every week of a new band. I'm gonna play one second of different Keith Richards licks, okay? Come on. It's insane. That was pretty fucking complicated for one second. And then he just looks at Mick and then Mick sticks his hands back and he just I'm gonna play that again. rooster thing. That was or hen, I guess in this case. That was fucking complicated for one second. Did you catch that shit? Play it again. First of all, it's it's fucking perfect. Like, no, it sounds great. Like yeah, the hands of God, Maradona, the soccer. Like, you, it's insane. He didn't use his hands. Just like a weird. Uh, no, I'm fucking bugging out. Let me put the goddamn thing away. <laughs> I want to circle back to George Burns because something happened there comedically that we don't have a name for. I don't think George Burns up until that moment, fucking wah, wah, great job, Josh. It's a nice <laughs> reference. You know, it's like something, something on steroids. <laughs> but like, what is it called when it's like Kevin Meany's "We Are the World" is the funniest thing in the world, and then it's like he's still doing that, and then it comes roaring back to fucking he's still doing it. It's the best funny thing, and it's not ironic. Like George Burns was the fucking me and Pete like almost fell down. You <laughs> like kicked the shit out of us. Like George Burns, do you know what I mean? Like two years ago, I'd be like, mm, you could do better than that, punchline wise. It just like popped in my head. It's just like, you know, I know what you're saying. Dude, there's sometimes. Like, that's not funny anymore. And then it's like, it's kind of weird. He's still talking about it. And then enough years go by where it's, I fuck, if he does this fucking bit tonight, it's the best bit. Like, where it just becomes a made man of a bit. I think you have that gap, right? Trying to name that. Anybody inside that gap would have been funny, you know, but you went outside and we weren't ready for it. And it turned the corner one extra time. But George Burns. I know. That's why it's funny. No one said George Burns' name in his own home. Yeah, he's been dead 30 years. Well. Or however long he's been dead. 20 years. Uh, a long time. You know, he had a swastika. You know that weird-ass wig he always wore? Yeah. That thing was like stuck, stuck to his head because he had a fucking like weird swastika thing on his head. Did he really? No, I just made it up. He was kind of drunk. <laughs> he was kind of drunk. Give me a tattoo. <laughs> uh, 
Well, what would that be called? Like when something's, you know what I mean? That we are the world bit that Kevin nah, Meany does, where he, he just go, you know, Kevin Meany. I know Kevin Meany, yeah. And he just plays "We Are the World" and he lip syncs to it and he acts out every single person as they're singing. Oh wow! Like he puts on glasses and he does like this. His movements are so fucking perfect. Like his Ray Charles, his Springsteen, his Dylan. He does Kim Carnes. He does. Like his Michael Jackson, he just does a weird thing with his fingers that's like perfect, creepy, but nobody would ever think to do it. Does he do Dan Aykroyd? Yes. Oh, that's so yes, great. he fucking does. He's standing in the background just rocking back and forth <laughs> with like uh, like Elmer Fudd glasses on. How did Dan Aykroyd end up in We Are the World? That, hey, it just seems... Whatever Dan Aykroyd wants. I mean, at that Straight time, up, he was like... He was like the it's fucking... like cool the gang being in on the British one. You know, the do they know it's Christmas time at all? They happen to be in town. They're like, "Fuck it, we'll show up." Maybe they were popular, right? And they yeah. were, and they're, but they and were in music- London. Yeah, I mean, but they're still <laughs> cool in the gang. They don't tour. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm just, with you. I'm just, yeah, it's well, like you're still cool the, in the gang. You got, well, that's weirder to you than fucking George Michael. You know, Michael not Blumberg, George Burns. Well, all Simon, those, all those guys. Your boy George, George Michael, Bono, all these different people. One side British. of that room is just fucking gamey. And then they got they George got Michael and Boy George in one room. And respect to Mr. George Michael, sir. One of yes. the greatest catalogs of all time. Yeah. Tip of brew for the niggas ain't here. Yeah. So, Bono and, uh, what is, what's the name of the song? Do They Know It's Christmas Time at all? Because tonight, thank God it's them instead of you. It's Christmas time. You just sang time. at the top of your lungs. Thank God they're starving. <laughs> Nobody caught that? Cause tonight, thank God it's them instead of you. Yeah. And the boy George, oh. He just said, thank God it's them. It's like Quincy Jones and Quincy fucking Jones didn't flag it. Did that, Quincy Jones write, have anything to do with the Christmas song? No, I just. No, that was Bob I'm, Geldof. I just made it. That up. was Bob Geldof. Quincy Jones on the other one, you're right. I made another mistake. Yeah. I know that. I swear to God, I'm going to kiss you right in your mouth. Where are my chicken tenders at? They're right there, but she brought shrimp up. It's a common mistake. <laughs> we asked for chicken fingers, and the waitress brought up prawns. I'm not kidding. So when you go to the shoe store, can I have these uh, black and a 12? I got brown and a 10. You're a fucking genius, buddy. Here's some flip-flops. Here's some prawns. There's fucking breaded shrimp or whatever you want. Is it really? Why do you think I'm lying every time I talk? So what would that be called when like something's not it's so funny? Hold on, for the listener, mm-hmm. Josh Adam Myers. I don't know if he's like maybe had a couple of cocktails or something. He just rolled a rolling chair into the other office, and then he looks at Corey and goes, "What is this shrimp? It's meat on a stick? What is this shrimp?" I just I had a little shrimp. This was the guy that wanted to get uh, Brussels sprouts before we started. Yeah, so he looks good naked. <laughs> We've covered a lot of ground. We got Boz Skaggs, George Harrison uh-huh. as. Uh, Josh Meyer is really going to bat saying George Harrison is the weak link and the, uh, the worst Beatle. Or me. You said that. Ba- no, I thought you said I'm all right, Spider. Boz Skaggs, loan me a dime I got to listen to. Mm-hmm. Uh, Louis Gossett Jr., I just respect the pull. Made me think of Iron Eagle. And Iron Eagle 3. John Freeze, the musician you mentioned. Mm-hmm. I swear it's like a third baseman in two different Cardinals World Series themes. <laughs> Isn't there like a John Freeze on the Cardinals every year? No, he was, was all the John Freeze David Freeze. It was, he was Josh Freeze. And uh, you had something. <laughs> it was Josh Freeze? Like, yeah, I even fucking read it wrong. You said something earlier about somebody having all the songs or something. And it made me think of Norm MacDonald's sketch that didn't get on the air called Name 2 as a game show. But I'm trying to remember who you were talking about. 
What was the person? He, oh, maybe it's the band that sounds like Zeppelin, the Gretchen Von. Greta, Greta Van Fleet. Sure. <laughs> Norm Macdonald, the best sketch that uh, never got on air. This is not a segue whatsoever. Segways are fucking jerks. Uh, this is something he wrote. It got to the table read, and we all were fucking nuts. And when it wasn't on the air, it's one of, like it got quiet. It was weird. And he goes, uh, it's a game show called Name Two. And he goes, all right, Pete. Is uh, well, Pete lives uh, from the Bay Area, you know. And now he's in Orange, uh, California, playing against Josh Adam Myers. All right, who's going first here? I'll go first. All right, Pete. Steve Allen mm-hmm. is in the Guinness Book of World Records for having written over 3,000 songs for the Cadillac Name Two. Not a chance. That was the whole sketch. <laughs> like weird ass examples, Name Two. And I just fucking lost my mind. Uh, yeah, I probably maybe shouldn't have rolled out one of the greatest stories of all time. Let me tell you guys something, okay? You wonder why I eat. <laughs> I, I I got you out of fucking talking bad about Black Sabbath, and now you're gonna straight face my fucking Norm Macdonald jokes retelling. <laughs> I'm just like it's, uh, just in shock that you could do such a great uh, Norm Macdonald. Is that what I'm feeling? You in shock? Feels like I'm you fucking no. <laughs> it did get oddly quiet here. Were you guys like spooked out? No, I just I, I thought I, there I, was more coming. I, I mean, I just, name two, and I couldn't. No, that's the joke. That's the joke. That's the joke. But the fact I that know, I was Norm, trying to play straight. The fact that Norm. I didn't see Try to come up with another question for that game show. You can't. I've spent 26 fucking years trying to come up with a fake thing where I could actually add to that sketch. Yeah. I only remember that one example. Steve Allen. Steve Allen. Yeah. Like, how? I don't... Oh, Ringo Starr is what it was. Ringo Starr leads all Beatles with the most uh, top ten hits. Josh Adam Myers for $5,000, name two. That was the whole... Fuck um, me. Make was, a noise, what, you What pricks. was the song? What was the song? You're going to add laughter in here, right? What is the song? I'm trying to think of the song. That's why. What is the, what is the one? Like, what is Octopus's Garden? If there's certain, then it's it's all right. Does any of a song like that? It's all right. Ringo? Yeah. Oh, I don't know any of his solo stuff. Old Brown Shoe? Octopus's Garden. Yeah, Octopus's Garden. He's got a song called Old Brown Shoe. There's George Harrison for you. You said Old Brown Shoe. You said Old Brown Shoe. Like a freshman hanging out with seniors and just was like, I don't know. Like you made it up. Brown Shoe. There's a song called Old Brown Shoe, right? Just the read cracked me up. I would listen to Boz Skaggs now. And Pete, your podcast, let's do it again. Yeah. You had me on your 100th episode. No. And you you got to do an album fight with us. I would love to. Well, thank you for saying that because that's what we started talking about before three fucking guys that are jacked out to see each other. Yeah. Lights out. <laughs> so the album fight that I tapped out on, it was Jane's Addiction, Nothing Shocking. Uh, what, what's that about? Uh, Yellow was, Submarine? Uh, against Yellow Submarine. And Yellow Submarine fucking unanimous decision. I'm like, no, it's... Half of the album is George Martin's fucking jacking off into a machine. It's not even a studio album. What's on nothing? Nothing shocking. Coming down the mountain, one of many children. The, uh, the whole concept evolved after that point. Hey, don't by listen the, way. To the answer. You probably won't learn any songs. <laughs> the, the, the idea idea evolved after that, and we had three judges instead of a community. You know, it's a whole system now, and it's similar tracked albums. 
And so it works a little different now, and it, it's a little more. Uh, James Gang lost to uh, who was it? I, that was the first time I go. I'm fucking out of here. You guys are. You guys don't. Well, the idea about. has to has to evolve into what it is, though. You know, it starts. Yeah, but somewhere. there's no. You can't go Rio Duran Duran. We're full circle now, gentlemen. You're welcome. Rio by Duran Duran. You you attract the track with Too Fast for Love. It's. But we did. Yeah, you and fucking Brad. No. And somebody. Had, we had we had a musician. We had a number of people, and we have CompuBox judges who kind of keep us in check. Which That's song's great. better? You have to go through. You have to listen to the episode. I'll fucking do it right now. All right. I got, I almost, I'm the guy that almost came up with the album, The Top Purple Rain, didn't I? It yeah. Was, it, it was I, fucking close. It, yeah. By the I mean, way, the tracks have to match. If it's a nine track album. Yeah, by a nine track. Nine okay, track that's album. great. So Purple Rain's nine? Yeah, nine. Yeah. And Pete goes, I was in Hawaii, I remember. Yeah. And Pete goes, uh, it's hard to find a nine track album. Fucking son of a bitch was right. I was sitting on a toilet stump for like an hour and a half going, I think I looked at this one already. And then uh, it was Led Zeppelin two. Yeah. Whoa, bro. It's tough. It's fu- It could go either way. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, I want to do it. I want to do it for sure. And, and the thing about like um, these album fights, when you look at the album structure, you know, there's weeks, because they never plan to have their album put up against another album. So there's songs six through eight, usually like kind of out of ideas compared to like, you know, the good songs. Sure. And, and Purple Rain just doesn't have that. Plus, Purple Rain has this big scary monster at the end of it. It's Purple Rain, the song. And it's just a motherfucker to beat. It, it is... It's impossible that it's that hard, a chord. And it's yeah. on my number, you know, that list also of, like, slow songs that melt your face. Yeah. Like, the hardest fucking slow. Like, that's the one. Yeah. It's Same's up there. Are you experienced? Pretty slow. But nothing touches purple, right? And it has that great story. You know the story about the Super Bowl and Prince. I think I told you that story. Tell, do you know this? No, I don't. He was going to play the Super Bowl halftime show in Miami, and it was pouring rain because it's Florida. And the producers, of course, are freaking out because the halftime show has got this little tiny man wearing high heels playing music on a stage. And so they call him up ahead of time. And they're like, hey, Prince, it's really raining outside. Yes, it is. It's really raining really hard. Is everything going to be okay? He's like, yes, everything's going to be fine. Like, is there anything we can do to help you to make sure these? like, can you make it rain harder? Oof. Yeah, well, he's like, key. I'll wear my slip resistant heels. <laughs> Think about how great that was the was that the the Colts one. I can't remember which one it was. The sloppy now. one. Yeah, it, it, it was, was. It was Peyton Manning. It was a mess, and he went out there high heels, full show, and everything, and he played because it's purple rain, and he's like, just, and you know, he wasn't joking. He was not joking. Can you make it Dead fucking sick. pour in here? Yeah, because if there's a typhoon, uh, goddamn tsunami, mm-hmm. I'll just ride out. Just turn the purple lights on. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. But that performance as it was, he had the, yeah, it was behind the curtain, the shadow, right. and it looked like yeah. his cock, the guitar looked like a dick. Yeah. It was, that was fucking crazy. Yeah. Is yeah. he the most, Prince is on the very short list of the actual most underrated musician of all time. I'll, I'll my number one would be, I'm going to put James Brown because he is the genre. Like, there's no one else. It's James Brown. Roy He's Oberson, more performer than musician, though, right? It's his band, though. Ask Bootsy, man. He's oh, yeah, no. Tight. I mean, he'll turn it up fine. Roy you. Oberson, though. Yeah. I don't think people realize how fucking... He's the first guy... I mean, crying? He was the first guy to ever write a song where the guys are fucking crying. Yeah. The guys are all tough guys. 
Guy's got a prescription windshield. In his <laughs> yeah, car. I mean, like he's just one foot. Well, my I I only knew Pretty Woman, older version. Like like that was when Van Halen's came. covering it. It's worth your time. Well, you yeah. know what I mean. Like the the when he when that when that movie came out and that song became popular again. Yeah, that was how I experienced Roy Orbison. And then and it's always seemed like he had one foot in the grave, and was just this old decrepit guy, you know, with like. Oh, he was older then. Yeah. He was older then. So I never saw him when he was younger. So that's what I'm saying. I don't really know a lot of his music. But the difference between Prince and Roy and, and, and especially James Brown one's, is that. One's white. Well, one's and, and kind of black and one's the blackest. When top level bass players are like, I can't touch what Prince can do on the bass. And when top level drummers are saying, I can't do what Prince does on the drums. Oh, he's right. You know, do he play everything? Guitar. He plays oh, yeah. everything. The only reason why he has a band is because he can't do it all himself on the sure, stage. Sure, yeah. My friend Milton directed something Prince did. I don't think he did it unplugged, but it was something like that. Mm-hmm. And he had a chick drummer that was fine. Remember that? Yeah. Lenny yeah. Kravitz had one too that was fucking hot. They're smart. And yeah. And uh, yo, you go, yeah. You're goddamn right. Uh, so in rehearsal, they were doing some fucking tune off of like a Wendy and Lisa track, some weird ass track. Yeah. And Prince goes, get up, get up, get up. And he fucking, he finished the song in rehearsal on the drums to show her how to do it. That's, I forgot about that. But you know what's funny? When Bootsy Collins was on the podcast, my, more stories, we were talking about Prince and him and his, I think it was like his uncle. Like Bootsy's kind of old and the uncle was ancient, but they, yeah. were, they were just the best. And uh, I go, yeah, and, and Prince plays guitar like as well as Hendrix. Both of them go, watch it now. Mm. Same cadence, like, hey. Like stop with that. Like so, I, I always I always remember when I really figured out how great he was at guitar was when they did the George Harrison That's tribute right. at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and and, and they cleared just cleared out. the space mm-hmm. and he just shredded for like four minutes, yeah, and then threw his guitar in the air and just walked away. I mean, a band led by Tom Perry willingly vamped so that he could just lay down those notes, and it's incredible. Who? What's that? Tom Petty? Tom Petty like, oh, was leading Tom, this all-star Tom, band, right? Richard Petty? Yeah, yeah Richard Petty. <laughs> Kyle Petty. Kyle, Kyle Petty. Petty. Had his Kyle jacket Petty. on. Matchbox car car. And Dale Earnhardt came out and <laughs> he played the engine. Roy Orbison, James Brown, Prince. Those are the three I put on the board. But you got you, you to gotta, say Mozart we, because that guy was the master. And I know it's old and everything, really? but yeah. Tell me why. Well, look. What do you know about You fucking foolish. Still fucking floss with me. I'm just going to tell you right now. So oh, as a little United kid, States he was body. able to tour all, all over Europe to the heads of state. They gave him prizes and money. He could play. He, I'm, as I'm a little not, kid. I'm not mocking you at all. Yeah. Just something about prizes and money. To well, because that's what they paid people back then. The king's like, here's prizes, You travel all over here's Europe. Money. He's underrated. So what? His name he, a horse. He was like a six-year-old kid out there playing. Yeah, then, get him out of the fucking house. Get your nose yeah. out of the books. <laughs> Could pick up and play a violin. Like Adults around him were like, you can't play that thing. He they really had never played it. And then all of a sudden he can play it. He had this preternatural Dude, I would ability. love to see Mozart live. Yeah. Mozart. I would love. Like People were always like, who do you want to see? If you could see anybody in, 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 like, in the history of time, who would you want to yeah. see live? I was like, dude, Beethoven. I'd yeah. love to see Beethoven. Beethoven really? Dude, Beethoven. Oh, my God. Yeah. Because you imagine, like, just, like, I always thought about how dope that would be to be like, dude, I got, I got Beethoven tickets, dude. Yes. Oh, by the way, I'm not disagreeing with you. My really was based on how have I never thought of this before. Yeah, I've had this, you know, it's like the Zoo TV tour by U2. I'm like, how did I miss that? Born in the right. USA. My sister saw him in Paris. I saw Springsteen in Paris in 84. And I'm like, wait a minute. Dude, my great, 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 great uncle yes. saw Mozart. Right. 
He can shred. My, my great 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 uncle always said he how mad he was that he missed Bach. Right. I believed you far too long at the end of that period. I'm like, wait. And Bach is another one because when you got Eddie Van Halen doing Eruption and he's doing like Bach stuff, it's straight from like Bach's songbook. I mean, that says something about his musicianship. Let's not go. I, I'm. A, I don't want to go in the weeds too big with the classical. It's I, Bach. I, it's not the weeds. They're incredibly valid points. Okay. But if he's not hip to this, can we all knock shit over now? If he's not hip to the Rolling Stones, I don't know how we're going to get with fucking Wolfgang. I just want to say this about Beethoven. There's a thing called the Piano Forte that came before the piano. Oh, I start over because I'm breaking chops. He he played the Piano Forte. He played it so aggressively, he would break the thing. And he also wrote music for keys that didn't exist yet, but he knew would come at some point. That's a musical genius. Who's that, Bach? Beethoven. Beethoven. Yeah, he's a big motherfucker. Dude. He's like You're six eight, dude. Girl tonight. <laughs> so say he would he would put his hands on he, the yeah. He could play the piano like it wouldn't last long because they just weren't made out of metal like they were. Like what did you call now. the piano? The piano forte. Okay. And then the next one was like the more of the and he full would bang it real hard. Yeah, just bang. He could outplay right. the the instrument, and then he also wrote music for keys that didn't exist yet. Like if there's they weren't eighty eight keys. And so he's I, like, see, I didn't know that at all. I just yeah. So he wrote music for the future that didn't like this. The piano is going to get longer and have these things. Future guy, exactly. That's fucking. I can't even fathom how amazing what you're saying is. I'm. I'm I mean, these guys are. These guys. They don't. They don't just see the. You know the notes that are there it's like right. it's like you know classical music i mean can you imagine like i li- I, st- I listen to beethoven's ninth all the time and there's so much shit going on you that you're just like that you're just like blown away that somebody could even put this down yeah i mean it's brilliant Thank brilliant brilliant music. Uh, mozart wrote the music in his head and he just copied it out doesn't that's everybody? fucking oh, the wow. entire that's, that's very thing interesting to me because doesn't everybody though no, I mean, was, I'm, I'm sure I'm wrong, but my knee-jerk response was everybody writes the song in their head. A complete work, every note, every instrument. As opposed to playing an instrument once he thinks of it in his head. Right. So the whole thing is there, and he's just, just like, and then the piccolo goes like this, and then the bass oh, drum does yeah. this. And he okay. just writes out the he's music. He's writing by ear right. as he's thinking by ear. Right. But it's already in his head. He composes it in his head. And then he just later on when it's all done. I want to go to this concert with you. The who was it Mozart? Who are we going to see? I go. I, you know, man, there's a big festival coming. It's gonna be around. Mozart, Bach. But who's the guy? <laughs> Out of those four, I guess it's the five, really. Yeah, I mean, there's more than that, but yeah, it's, I think it's Mozart, not Beethoven. I, mean, I, I think Be- I agree with you, though. Be- I mean, it could be Beethoven easily. I mean, He's but incredible. also Beethoven was deaf. Have no fucking idea we're talking about anyway. There's people that people tuned out once we said Bach. We're, Bach. <laughs> we're wearing T-shirts with skeletons on them, like we know shit. <laughs> and I'm waiting for my chicken. Unless, but there is there's probably some like real fans and more stories that are like, wait, oh, God, finally talking about Bach. Finally, or finally, the years. big Bach discussion. You know Sebastian Bach. You, you know, fucking gorgeous dude. That's a, that chick's hot. That's a hot lady, straight up. Uh, I'm on SNL. I'm at a bar with like an actual like penthouse pet. Like it was disgusting. And Sebastian Bach's there, and he goes, Hey, man, you're from Jersey, right? I go, You know it. And he goes, Your girl and my girl tonight. <laughs> and he flips his hair. <laughs> we got to get out of here soon. And I go, uh, What, man? And he goes, Bar, it was Third, Third Avenue Bar. And he goes, Your girl and my girl tonight. 
And I look over his shoulder. There's a nine-month pregnant woman at the bar holding a Perrier. And she gives me a little toast like, hi. And I go, we're good. And to this day, how the fuck did I not have sex with a nine-month pregnant rock and roll wife? I mean, that's a story at a dinner this, party if I've ever give, heard one. I don't want to give this thing up. Like, I give a sh- like, what do I care? <laughs> I'm 22 years old. I'm on Saturday Night Live. Like, hey, Dude. you better fuck Sebastian Bach. I should have helped him out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's the great. <laughs> I a nine, what are the... No, who says, hey, you want to have sex with my nine months? But not like that. He didn't just say, hey, you want to have sex? Yeah, he goes, we'll fucking uh, tonight. (laughs) What? (laughs) That's fucking dope, dude. Uh, Send me the next 20 albums. Okay. Uh, Text, you know. Okay. Uh, Did you do, who did whole live through this with you? Uh, Jesse Mae Peluso. Oh, really? That's my fucking, I got a problem with her. Yeah, you love her. I got like a, I like, I would stalk her. You chubbing up? No, it's deeper than that because I know she's oh. talking to me. Oh, it's in your butt. <laughs> I will possess your heart. You know what you can do is go up to her and go, how about we party tonight? <laughs> I can't even hit that note anymore. So I heard you smoke weed tonight. Tonight. I can't even do that she's anymore. She's fucking great. I great no comic. Idea. Love her to death. I haven't seen her do comedy. I saw her walk into the back room of a comedy store once. She had, she was dressed like a fly girl from like Living Color. Remember that she night? Got like a, she got like a hip hop flair to her. sunglasses. She had a fucking rope chain on that was real like EPMD yeah. I'm housing damn and she comes in and does like a, an actual like b-boy pose she starts asking questions to the other chicks the girls well, I think really you got I think you've got I think you've got I know I know what you're talking about I remember that moment I think, you're talking, about, I think you're talking about I think you're talking about I think you're talking about it you're talking about Annie Letterman because that sounds like an Annie Ma- Letterman outfit sure yeah I don't I don't know who it is <laughs> <laughs> we had a fucking conversation about it. She said she's tougher than the rest because we just did the Springsteen thing. We're talking about her. I started following her on Instagram. Every Wednesday she gets high and she keeps putting like unicorns okay, no, on her head. But she's in like a fucking stream in Valley Forge or something in this hot ass bikini. She got a fucking ass on her that needs to be fucking, you know, adored. But, uh-huh. you know, listen. Yeah. I hear she's really funny. But what the fuck? Like she can't like say hi? <laughs> Do the Sebastian Bach on her, bro. It was uh, Harold Letterman, the boxing announcer. <laughs> okay, Jim. I got the fight. All right. Pete Turner is the Break It Down show. That's right. Break and It Down show. And that's uh, app. You guys know where you get fucking podcasts. And I don't know the name of your podcast. It's uh, The 500 with Josh Adam Myers. It's a Spotify original. Listen to it on to Spotify. I mean, Wait, it's why not do you that on Spotify? This is a very... Uh, you, holy shit. You talk so about... So I sold the show to Spotify. So they pay Bro, me now to make the show. About this when I was on, that may be happening. Yeah, it, it's Good we've been working with them since Open July. With that yeah. Next time we wouldn't be talking about Bob. Well, you know, it, it, I don't know. It's just it's it, it didn't man. really come up, it, but it's great. I love working with Spotify. Right Spotify. Yeah, of course. Uh, it's on all platforms, but it's a Spotify original, and uh, and Spotify is a fantastic app, man. It's like they really are doing it right, and uh, I love working with them. You didn't land on Plymouth Listen, Rock. Colin Quinn. I, I, you know, I don't. can't stop. I don't know what it is. I, oh, maybe because I'm tired. <laughs> like, this is my Colin. How you doing? That's I'm not Colin very good. Quinn. But it's probably better than mine. I'm I can do one voice and one voice only. I can do the pitching coach from the movie Major League. Okay, let's hear it. Dorn, give him the heater. That's the actual manager, though. I'm the manager. Yeah. <laughs> I got downgraded. <laughs> they almost fired me. Pete Turner is a fucking G. You're Paul Blair out He's there, great. man. Well, you know, it. Roy Killing White it. hitting that ball. I love you, Petey <laughs> Turner. I'm so glad we got to break bread. We'll do it again real soon. Yes. We'll be a little more structured. This was just three guys after a great show 
having a great I fucking it. time. This is so much fun. I fucking love you too, dudes. Petey, I love you, brother. I love it. I love you. Place. If Ken can, if no can, no can. Yes. But if Ken can. All right, folks. You can make it if you try. Go be nice to each other. Put your fucking name on it. Effort greater than results. Thank you.